0: Hello, I'm Rob and welcome to this week's edition of the Black Country Talking News for the 26th of July, 2023.
1: Hello and welcome to the Black Country Talking News, brought to you by the sight loss charity Beacons. Org forward slash talking news as a podcast via services such as Apple or Spotify or as a free CD. Simply contact Beacon Centre on 01902 880 111. We hope you enjoy this week's edition.
0: Reading this week, we have myself Rob, Christine, Liz, Helen, Mina, Pete, Simon, and of course, not forgetting Flashback Roger. In this week's edition we have local news for the Black Country, an update from Beacon, including Beacon's lifestyle newsletter, the quiz with Mina, with a special edition of this week's Sports News, a Did You Know section with Flashback Roger. The way for the week ahead, and with another episode of our feature, the 10-day gentle exercise sessions. Local news to start though, with Liz.
2: Why are we distinctly chilly as the rest of Europe bakes? Unlikely as it sounds, both weather events are connected. Our continent is trapped in a period of blocked weather, and while it is bringing devastating consequences of raging wildfires across Europe, with temperatures soaring into the 40s, we are enduring sunshine and showers. Much as we like a hot summer, we are currently the lucky ones. It isn't just Europe that is suffering from severe heat. In terms of weather, with dramatic floods in the US Northeast, India, Japan and China, the extraordinary is now becoming worryingly routine. Just last November, a report commissioned by the West Midlands Combined Authority stated how climate change could have a devastating impact on businesses, infrastructure and people's health in the years ahead. The research predicted the impact on the region of severe flooding, water scarcity and more intense and prolonged heat waves, and it highlighted the areas that would be hardest hit. In the Black Country, they include North Wolverhampton, with areas such as Bushbury, Oxley and Fallings Park expected to suffer most due to existing levels of deprivation, the high risk of flooding and the high proportion of vulnerable residents. Whilst in Sandwell, Friar Park, Great Bar and West Bromwich would be affected most according to the report. The report also warned of the knock-on effects on climate change to businesses, saying it would disrupt supply chains leading to rising costs. The region declared a climate emergency in 2019 and has previously pledged to reach net zero by 2041. Last year, a five-year plan was published aimed at ensuring the West Midlands is prepared for the impact of climate change. At the time of its release, West Midlands Mayor Andy Street said, Our net zero commitment demonstrates our level of ambition when it comes to mitigating the impact of climate change. As part of our devolution deal discussions with government, we're seeking more funding and responsibility in order to establish a regional framework that will help to coordinate climate adaptation activity, working with local communities to co-create the solutions we need. Such focus and commitment to cut carbon footprint is evident in Dudley. Christine can tell us more.
1: Plans to pump £1 million into projects to tackle climate change in the Dudley Borough have been given the green light. The Energy Development Fund could finance a range of initiatives such as energy saving streetlights or better use of solar panels and alternative sources of heat, potentially saving thousands for the authority. At a meeting last month, Dudley Council's Cabinet agreed to borrow £1 million to invest in renewable energy and to continue to cut the Authority's carbon footprint. With new figures from the Department for Energy Security and Net Zero showing carbon dioxide emissions in Dudley have dropped 44% from 2005 when data is first available. Councillor Dr Rob Clinton, Cabinet Member for Waste Management and Climate Change, said, This fund is about making massive changes now so that we are ready for the future. There's lots we have already done, but we need to do more. We have collective responsibility to plan for cutting our energy use and making smarter choices to tackle climate change in every area of the council. This money goes a long way to doing that. The Council declared a climate emergency in 2020 and has since made great strides with modifying buildings with solar panels and heat pumps as alternative energy sources. Last year, they switched to 100% green renewable electricity and improvements are being made to a number of Council buildings to switch to greener heating measures as part of the government's £4.4 million public sector decarbonisation scheme. They also secured £1.4 million grant, with a further £1 million council money added to add external wall insulation, electric heating or solar panels to 298 homes. The council was also awarded £2.5 million of European regional development funding as part of the Low Carbon Place Strategy initiative which, using matching funding, will see a range of similar carbon reduction measures in council housing and other council operational sites. The plan will also reduce the impact of rising energy costs. With scientists saying there is a decent chance that 2023 will go down as the hottest year on record, the impact of climate change may not just be on our pockets, or about the struggles to keep cool but something a lot more profound. Could the effects of climate change be affecting our eye health? Here's Sounding's contributor, Iona, to tell us more.
3: Hello, this is Iona with an article written by Fiona about climate change and eye health. There's a two-word phrase that's become familiar to us all. Climate change. We are learning how climate change can impact global temperatures, reduce the quality of the air we breathe and increase flooding, wildfires and droughts. But could climate change also affect our eye health and vision? Most of us already know how important it is to protect ourselves from the sun, but our eyes may be more vulnerable to climate change than we realise. Scientists and doctors around the world are finding more and more evidence that climate change could be having a negative impact on eye health. When your tear ducts don't produce enough fluid to lubricate your eyes sufficiently, this is called dry eye syndrome. Symptoms include stinging, burning and scratchiness, which worsen in extremely dry weather conditions. Extended drought can exacerbate these symptoms and complicate the condition. Particles in the air and smog from greenhouse gas emissions are notorious for causing respiratory issues, but they also affect eye health. People who wear contact lenses can find high air pollution levels extremely uncomfortable, even painful. Allergy sufferers experience worsening symptoms like itchy, watery eyes. Greenhouse gases are causing depletion in the Earth's ozone layer, which historically has protected us from the sun's ultraviolet rays. Over time, excess UV exposure can cause cataracts, corneal sunburn and macular degeneration. The good news, however, is that UV exposure is a controllable risk factor. Wearing a hat, for example, can reduce UV exposure by 30% and sunglasses can potentially reduce exposure by almost 100%. You may consider sunglasses for children too, because their eyes are still growing and are more sensitive to UV rays. On their website, the World Economic Forum reports that the eyes are one of the organs of the body most susceptible to developing diseases resulting from environmental factors. The forum quotes part of an article by Nigerian public health optometrist, Dr. Princess Ifoma Ike, who writes, Since they are exposed directly to the environment, any changes in weather, climate, dry conditions or air pollution can affect eyes. Unchecked climate change causing further depletion of the ozone layer could therefore yield a significant jump in the incidence of cataracts and ocular diseases such as acute solar retinopathy – that's solar burn to the retina – photoconjunctivitis, and various other serious conditions. On their website, UK company Book & Eye Test, who specialise in helping patients connect with their local opticians, say our eyes are 10 times more sensitive to UV rays than our skin. UV radiation can burn the surface of the eyes, the lens of the eye, and the cornea. Air pollution has long since been linked with respiratory problems. Now we are seeing that an increase in airborne particles can also have an effect on our eye health, causing swollen eyelids, a condition known as blepharitis, which can be extremely sore and itchy. In 2008, the UK became the first country to establish a long-term, legally binding framework to cut carbon emissions with the introduction of the Climate Change Act. It contains a target that requires emissions reductions by at least 100% of 1990 levels by 2050. This includes reducing emissions generated by the devolved administrations, that's Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland, which currently account for about 20% of the UK's total emissions. The Climate Change Committee has an important role in monitoring the actions taken by the UK Government to tackle and adapt to climate change. In an update published in March 2023, one of the committee's 13 key priorities is to protect population health from the impacts of climate change. Up next, we hear from
0: Helen, who of course has for us the Beacon update.
3: Hi
4: everyone, it's Helen from Beacon, back with your weekly update. And I am starting this week with a massive roar for our lionesses. Our Sedgley Shop is certainly ready to support the England team as the Women's World Cup gets underway. They have got an amazing window display with lots of red, white and blue themed outfits, footballing memorabilia, England flags, some homeware items in England colours and even a rather cute Aston Villa teddy bear. Bilston Shop has also gone pink this week in honour of a new Barbie film. Yep. They've got some fabulous Barbie boxes sewing some amazing and of course pink bags and shoes. Some really stunning pink tops and even some Barbie DVDs. It looks especially good as the shop has just reopened after a refurbishment. It's looking light, airy and just generally fabulous. You can find the shop on Bilston High Street if you'd like to visit for yourself. Now. Last on our shops this week, if you or someone you know is looking for some activities to do with the kids over the summer that won't break the bank, aren't we all, then why not pop into one of our shops? From board games and balls to soft toys and skates, we've got plenty of pre-loved items that will keep them going throughout the six weeks and beyond. You can find your nearest shop on our website, www.beaconvision.org forward slash shop. Now, did you know that it's recently been World Emoji Day? Yep, so to mark it, we shared our top tips to make sure your emojis are accessible for visually impaired people. Number one, don't use a string of repeated emojis, such as a row of clapping hands. If you use a screen reader, you'll know it'll just read out the description over and over again. Bit annoying, eh? Number two, check the alt text of an emoji to see if it accurately describes what it is. And number three, try not to use no more than one or two emojis with every post. Is there anything you'd add to that list? Now, last this week, did you know that over the past year, our transport team have completed more than 300 journeys taking visually impaired people to our centre and out into the community? If you want to find out more about how our door to door service could work for you, get in touch. Call us on 01902 or email inquiries at beaconvision.org. That's it for this week. I'll be back again soon. Bye bye.
0: Here's that update, Helen. Up now, we're our next block of local news. And starting this one off, we first hear Christine.
1: Libraries across the Dudley Borough will be lending 150 free activity sacks to children as well as books this summer. Funded by the Commonwealth Games Legacy Funding, the sacks are aimed at children aged 6 to 11 and contain a skipping rope, bean bags, a frisbee, flying disc, an ankle skip set, soft foam balls, a mini play bat and floor dot markers. They also include an activity sheet packed with creative ideas for summer holiday fun. The sacks can be borrowed, just like a library book, for up to four weeks from any of Dudley's 13 libraries. There is no limit per household and no deposit required. The sacks complement the theme of this year's Summer Reading Challenge Ready, Set, Read with a sports and activity theme. Councillor Ian Bevan. Sudley's Cabinet Member for Libraries said, Libraries are about so much more than just books. They're a source of community, support and inspiration. I hope lots of children sign up for the Summer Reading Challenge, but also get outdoors and enjoy the summer with one of our fun, free activity sacks. Stephanie Rodden, better partnership manager for Dudley Libraries, said the summer holidays can be an expensive time for families and that is particularly true this year as the cost of living crisis bites. We hope these free activity sacks will reduce the financial burden for some local families while providing entertaining games for children to enjoy, which will also encourage them to be physically active.
2: The husband and wife team are preparing for an epic bike ride to support Wolverhampton's budding musicians. Ted and Denise Pearson will hop on their tandem on September the 1st for the 974 mile ride from John O'Groats to Land's End, as they traverse the island of Great Britain between its two extremities in the southwest and northeast. In doing so, they hope to raise thousands of pounds for Wolverhampton Music Service, which provides musical opportunities for children and young people across the city. They previously rode from Land's End to John O'Groats in 2019, raising thousands of pounds to buy rock and pop equipment. The pair, long-standing members of the Friends of Wolverhampton Music Service, are the proud grandparents of three grandchildren who have all studied instruments from the oboe to cello and have helped them witness the commitment and dedication of the music service staff and how all three developed under their care. Councillor Chris Burden, Wolverhampton Council's Cabinet Member for Children, Young People and Education, said, Music is a really important part of a young person's education and our music service gives thousands of children the opportunity to learn and play a musical instrument each year. The Friends of the Wolverhampton Music Service have continued to provide long-standing support and belief in the work of the service and it's wonderful that Ted and Denise are taking on this epic challenge to cycle from John O'Groats to Land's End to help fund next year's summer tour which will see dozens of Music Service students travel to Verona to perform in a series of concerts. Wolverhampton Music Service provides tuition and musical opportunities for youngsters from schools across the city including the chance to perform with its flagship groups Wolverhampton Youth Orchestra and Wolverhampton Youth Wind Orchestra. Another organisation sharing their joy of music through inclusivity is a blind and partially sighted community-led arts and music organisation that works to encourage participation in music. The Baluji Music Foundation and Inner Vision Orchestra, the world's only professional ensemble of blind musicians, is celebrating its 15th anniversary. Soundings contributor Nikki can tell us more about where and when residents of the Black Country can catch the concert tour featuring visually impaired professional musicians.
5: Hello, this is Nikki with an article written by Heather. Summer and autumn 2023 offer the chance to catch a UK concert tour by members of the Inner Vision Orchestra, which is made up entirely of visually impaired professional musicians. The tour is being organised by Baluji Shrivastav OBE, an Indian multi-instrumentalist and composer who is also founder of the Baluji Music Foundation. This year's concert tour has been organised to mark the foundation's 15 years of changing lives through music. The Foundation is an arts charity that programmes and promotes events featuring blind and partially sighted musicians. It also works to encourage participation in music by people from different cultural perspectives, especially those with visual impairments and disabilities. Forthcoming tour dates and venues, each concert will be unique, featuring different performers and styles of music. So keep listening to see if there's a concert coming up in your area. Additional tour dates may still be added as the summer progresses, so for further details, information about any new concerts and ticket details, visit the Beluji Foundation website at tnf slash 11z, all in lowercase. That link again is tnflink.uk slash 11z. On the website, you will also be able to find out more about the Balooji Music Foundation and its work, starting with August dates. Concerts confirmed so far are Tuesday the 1st of August, when a trio will be performing music from the East at Birmingham Symphony Hall in the Jennifer Blackwell Performance Space. This concert starts at 1pm. Birmingham is the next stop on Friday the 18th of August, with a performance at the opening ceremony of World Visually Impaired Games. This concert will take place at Birmingham Symphony Hall at 6pm.
0: Now it's time to test your knowledge as we have the quiz questions for this edition and they're brought to us by Mina.
6: Hello and welcome to this week's flashback quiz. All the answers you need can be found later in Flashback Rogers' Did You Know feature. But for now, these are your questions. Here we go. Question 1. What was bingo originally known as in 1920s Britain? Question 2. What percentage of men in the UK are said to play bingo regularly? Question 3. Where in Scotland was Club 3000 the location for the biggest ever bingo hall win? Question four, what job did the likes of Shane Ritchie do before he became a celebrity? Question five, when did slot machines first appear in America? And finally, question six. What brought on the rapid decline of the football pools? I will be back with you later in the show, but for now, best of luck.
0: Cheers to those questions, Mina. I'll get my mind working on those. Up now, however, it's another block of local news.
1: Data on where companies have been drilling deep into the earth at sites in the region in search for energy and minerals has been revealed. An organisation called the North Sea Transition Authority has authorised the release of all the well data for onshore hydrocarbon boreholes across the UK that is held by the British Geological Survey. Boreholes have been used to deeply penetrate under the crust to a depth of more than one kilometre across the UK mainland and are geographically widespread across the UK. It is understood to be historic data on where boreholes have been drilled before. One of the companies, oil and gas giant Shell confirmed that a site near Codsall was drilled in the 1980s but said there are no activities there now. The data shows sites including three in the coalport sutton Maddock area, one at Codsall Wood, one between Newport and Stafford, four sites in line close to the A41 between Newport, Market Drayton and Whitchurch, and one at Priest. There are also three sites close to the A359 between Overton and Ruabon near Chirk. Andrew Kingdon, the head of informatics research, said these data sets are interesting because the geological information that was collected when they were drilled is helping geologists identify new low-carbon energy resources, most obviously locations where there's a good chance of efficiently extracting geothermal heat for heating buildings. But these data may also support research into potential locations to store hydrogen or identifying target geological units for disposing of carbon dioxide. It is conceivable that some of these wells may contain data which indicates locations of potential mineral resources. Now, from the depths of one kilometre below the Earth's surface to the dizzy heights of 110 kilometres above, where it's never too late for a space adventure.
2: John Goodwin, who competed in the 1972 Olympics as a canoeist, has had his fair share of adventures during his eight decades on this planet and will be leaving it entirely for his next escapade. The former Olympian will blast off as part of a private astronaut mission on Virgin Galactic's next mission on August the 10th, alongside mother and daughter team Kaisha Shiaf and Anastasia Mayers, who won their free tickets in a competition in 2021. John paid $250,000 for his tickets back in 2005 with tickets now costing around $450,000 – £343,000. The 80-year-old from Staffordshire was diagnosed with Parkinson's in 2014, but was determined not to let that hold him back, and will now not only become the second person with the condition to travel to space, but also the first Olympian to ever do so. John said, from becoming an Olympian, to canoeing between the peaks of Annapurna, to winning a six-day race in the Arctic Circle, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro and cycling back down, I've always enjoyed rising to new challenges. When I was diagnosed with Parkinson's in 2014, I was determined not to let it stand in the way of living life to the fullest, and now for me to go to space with Parkinson's is completely magical. I hope this inspires all others facing adversity and shows them that challenges don't have to inhibit or stop them from pursuing their dreams, and it seems as though this may not be the only way in which we can reach for the stars, as a newly opened crematorium in Staffordshire is now offering families an opportunity for a final farewell, which is out of this world.
1: The Mercia Forest Crematorium in Broad Lane, Essington has been built to serve the communities of Warsaw, Wolverhampton, Cannock and surrounding areas. It has been developed by Westerly Group, one of the UK's largest independent owners and operators of crematoria and cemeteries and is set within Landscape Gardens of Remembrance which provide pleasant, peaceful places for people to visit and reflect. Following its recent opening, it has not only launched its funeral services but also a very special partnership with Aura Flights, which means that people can now choose to have cremated remains scattered in space. With Aura Flights, a loved one's ashes are placed into a special scatter vessel which is attached to a space-capable hydrogen balloon which carries them up around 100,000 feet where they are then scattered. There's an alternative option where a token quantity of Ashes is taken up 100,000 feet but then brought back down to Earth and returned to families. The new Ashes in Space service is just one of the many options and families can find out first-hand everything that the new crematorium has to offer on September 2nd when it hosts a community open day. People will be able to tour the 10-acre site and explore its woodland grounds as well as its light, airy and welcoming contemporary chapel building. Visitors will be able to see the crematory too, and they will be able to meet the Mercia Forest team led by manager Joanne Taylor and ask any questions. Joanne said, My aim is to make Mercia Forest crematorium a place where everyone feels welcome a truly multi-denominational space for the bereaved. I believe this crematorium will be a welcome addition to the surrounding communities, providing much-needed gardens of remembrance and a space for people to reflect and remember their loved ones in a way that is uniquely personal to them. It is our aim to have an extremely positive presence within the communities we serve. The whole team here at Mercia Forest Crematorium is looking forward to getting to know our neighbours.
0: Now, it's time for Beacon's Lifestyle Newsletter, with dates for your diary, news and information, and a guide to what's on at the Beacon Centre.
7: Hello and welcome to the Beacon Lifestyle newsletter for August 2023. On Thursday, the 3rd of August, I will be in the residence lounge between 10 and half past 10. If you would like to book onto any activities, suggest any ideas or have a catch up with me, I would love to see you. The picture is of me and one of our service users, Stephen, at a football match and we are getting ready for the new football season. Would you like to receive this newsletter in a different format? Then please contact the beacon on 01902 880 111. Thank you.
8: Monthly sessions for August. Please check days, dates, and times as some activities may differ this month. Wednesday, the 2nd, 16th, and 30th of August, fishing at All Brighton. WV7 3FL. 11am to 2pm. All equipment and bait are provided, plus, there will be an experienced trainer available to support you. The trip cost is £10 for an individual day session or £30 for pre-booking all three sessions on the fixed dates. Minibus cost is £7 and departs at 10.30am, returning to Beacon at 2.30pm. All costs invoiced by Beacon. Thursday, the 3rd of August. Book club at the Beacon Centre Sedgley in the residence lounge, 11am to 12pm. Cost is two pounds invoiced by Beacon. A relaxed fun group discussing the latest books we've read. Share ideas and thoughts over a brew. Tea, coffee and treats are all provided. Monday the fourteenth of August, walking around Wombourne. This walk is on pavements, canal paths, along the railway line, across uneven surfaces and near busy roads. And should take approximately two to three hours. Cost is two pounds, invoiced by Beacon. Minibus cost is five pounds, leaving Beacon at ten thirty a.m. and returning at approximately two thirty to three p.m. If you are meeting us in Wanbourne, please head to the Wagon and Horses, Wanbourne, Wolverhampton, WV5 0AQ. We will meet in the car park, weather permitting. Wednesday the 9th of August and Tuesday the 29th of August. Swimming at Burt Williams Centre Bilston, WV140EF, 10.45 to 11.45am. We have a private lane just for Beacon users. All abilities are welcome. The activity cost is £6, invoiced by Beacon. Minibus costs five pounds and departs at ten fifteen AM returning at one PM to the beacon. Lockers are a pound or a trolley token. Monday the seventh August and Monday the fourth of September Tandem Bike Ride at Bobbington Airport and the surrounding country roads DY seven five DY ten thirty AM to one PM. Bikes are provided and there will be experienced lead riders present to support you. The trip cost is £3, invoiced by Beacon. Minibus costs £7, departing at 10am and returning at 1.30pm to the Beacon. Weather permitting. Friday the 18th of August, 10 pin bowling at Castlegate, Dudley. DY1-4TA. 11am to 1pm. All abilities are welcome, with a friendly, fun atmosphere for social bowling. The activity cost is £2, invoiced by Beacon. £6.45 for two games, paying at the bowling alley on the day. Minibus costs £5, departs at 10.30am and returns at 2pm. Thursday the 31st of August, Mary's Movement Class a seated or standing class working the whole body with cardio, weights and strength to your ability. It's fun, friendly fitness with music of your choice from 10:30 to 11:30 a.m. based in the gym at Beacon. Class cost is £4.50 and invoiced by Beacon. Friday the 1st of September, walking around West Park Wolverhampton, WV1 4SQ from 11am to 12pm for a leisurely walk and 12 to 1pm to catch up in the cafe. Take it at your own pace and distance, on a paved flat route. We'll meet at the Connell Gate Entrance. The activity cost is £2, invoiced by Beacon. Minibus costs £5 and departs at 10.30am, returning at 1.30pm. Volunteer guides are available, weather permitting. Please note, all activities must be booked in advance. Ring 01902 880 111.
1: This month, we would like to say a special thank you to all of the VIP group members who came along to the monthly meet-up for cake and karaoke. We all had such a wonderful night. The photos show the joy we all had capturing those who got up to dance and sing. It was all good fun. Thank you to Dawn and Darren for setting up and lending us the equipment so we could ruin some classic songs. Roll on another 12 months with wonderful people at Beacon.
4: VIP Group. We are a group of working-aged people and or people who live independently with sight loss that meet once a month for social gatherings. We're a friendly bunch that likes to try new activities, build friendships, and encourage others to live life to the full. This month, on Wednesday the 30th of August, please join us in the Beacon Coffee Bar from 6pm to 8pm as it's quiz night with your hostess, but for mostess, Mary. General knowledge, TV, film, music, top 10, sport, the questions are definitely ready, but are you? It's £3 to take part in the quiz, invoiced by Beacon. Cherie will also be rustling up some fine food as well, with chicken, Chinese curry, chips and rice, spring rolls and prawn crackers all on the menu for just £6, invoiced by Beacon.
9: So what happened last month? Well, there was so much fun to be had last month as we enjoyed both our line dancing and fishing activities. The photos show Mary with our wonderful group of line dancers in formation, all smiles and ready to step into sequence but there's no bigger smile than that in the photo showing our member who attended the fishing activity at Old Brighton last month. He's holding up a colossal carp. It was a fine catch. How about
10: that then? Are you struggling with the weather, with the discomfort of bright light or glare, perhaps finding it a little more difficult to read, make a call, tell the time, or do those daily tasks? Well, Beacon may be able to help. With our team of sight loss advisors, you could make an appointment to try out some low vision equipment such as a video magnifier, some fit over filter glasses or a fully vocalized and voice controlled mobile phone. It might be something that just makes life a little bit easier. Even if you are not experiencing sight loss yourself, perhaps you are a carer and or have a family member or friend that is struggling. So please call Beacon on 01902 880. 111 and asked to speak with our team of sight loss advisors that number again 01902 880 111
2: are you interested our final petting zoo course of the year starts on thursday the 7th of september 11am to 12pm would you like to join us We learn about different animals each week, get to hold them, pet them and learn how best to look after them. Rabbits, guinea pigs, ferrets, chickens, alpacas, horses, goats and many more animals live at Sedgley Adventure Centre. The activity runs for six weeks and the cost of the activity is £25 with transport to and from Beacon provided. We have lots of spaces left. Aya. Meet the staff this month is Judy. Judy is Beacon's befriending
7: coordinator, overseeing the programme which sees more than a hundred people living locally who are at risk of loneliness and isolation, receive a regular call or home visit from a volunteer. Having joined Beacon at the start of May, she is relatively new to the role, but says she took it on because she enjoys helping people. Judy says the befriending service can help people who are lonely and isolated to make a friend. The telephone calls and visits are really appreciated by the members. Prior to joining Beacon, Judy spent 25 years working for the civil service and also spent time in the charity sector working for Age UK. Away from work, she is a passionate football supporter as a season ticket holder at West Brom with her daughter. If you would like to find out more about how to sign up to receive a call or home visit from Judy's Befriending Service, you can call her on 01902 880 We're also on the lookout for volunteers who can spare 30 minutes a week to make a difference by becoming a volunteer a Beacon Befriender. No experience is needed, you just need to be able to chat to someone who may be feeling lonely. Call our People Team via 01902 880111 or email people at beaconvision.org to find out how you can get involved and make a difference.
4: sedgley lifestyle center we are open tuesday wednesday and thursday from 10 a.m to 3 p.m it's our base in sedgley we run several activities each day including cookery crafting pottery, computer work, gym sessions, listening to music, quizzes and reminiscing. We keep well hydrated with tea, coffee and water and we have the restaurant to attend to for a hot meal if we don't bring our sandwiches with us. We are lively, fun and love to have a laugh. Why not come and join us for a trial day? Contact Beacon's reception and ask for more information. You can call us on 01902 880 or email inquiries at beaconvision.org. It's competition time at Beacon and we need your help with designing a brand new thank you card. Since our last competition back in 2021, nearly 400 of our special thank you cards have been handwritten and sent to donors, volunteers and organisations who support Beacon. Our current thank you card has been loved by everyone and we've had lots of feedback about how special it is to receive a card. We're really proud of a part it plays in connecting Beacon and our supporters. But now we've decided it's time for a new card and we want to let your creative flair flow and for you to design it for us. The only rule for the competition is that all designs must comprise the words thank you. How though is entirely up to you. You could paint, mould, sew or even knit it. All entries should be given into reception by Friday the 1st of September 2023 and they must include your full name and contact number. The winning design will be chosen in September and will be printed on the front of our brand new cards. If you've got any questions, please email support us or beaconvision.org or ask to speak to a member of our fundraising team at Reception. We can't wait to see your fantastic ideas.
7: And finally, just a quick reminder, there is still accommodation at Beacon Course. Beacon Court is located in Sedgley, just a short distance from Wolverhampton City Centre. We have parks, local shops and public transport links right on our doorstep, offering you comfort, security and convenience alongside the independent living and a wide variety of choices. Each home has its own front door, individual access card, two bedrooms, a store, a wet shower room, a lounge with kitchen and appliances, gas central heating, UVBC glazed windows. Beacon provides a 24-7 care team on site to deal with any emergencies 365 days a year and there's a pull cord in each apartment that you help raise an emergency. You also get a 30 minute a week wellbeing post call from either Suki or Amanda and they help go through things like your post, paying bills and just giving you some extra support. If you or you know of anyone else who might be interested, please call Bromford on 01902 882170 to speak to the scheme manager. Regarding getting in touch with Beacon, we have our website, which is www.beaconvision.org, Facebook at Beacon Centre, Twitter at Beacon Centre, Instagram at beaconvision.org. Our main address for the building in Sedgley is Wolverhampton Road East, WV46AZ. And don't forget, if you want to opt out of receiving this newsletter, please contact The Beacon on 01902 880 111. Have a fabulous month.
0: Up now, it's trivia time, brought to us by Flashback Roger and his Did You Know feature.
9: everyone I hope that you're all as well as can be again this week I have found some interesting things about some national favorites to tell you about so here goes now then dabbers at the ready did you know that bingo originated in Italy and is descended from loggiotto del lotto d'Italia the Italian national lottery which had been played since 1530 Bingo Today, though, was popularized by a New York toy salesman, Edwin S. Lowe, back in December 1929, who recreated the game for friends, who then named it Bingo. A similar version of the game known as Housey Housey was also being played here in the UK at the same time, and that went on to be also known as Bingo. The most common reasons for playing Bingo are because it's fun and offers the chance to socialize and win some money or prizes. Apparently in the UK, 10% of all women and 5% of all men play bingo regularly in the UK. And total prize money distributed to date by the National Bingo Game is over £1,000,000. And the biggest bingo club win ever was on the 23rd of March 2008 when Soraya Lowell from Motherwell North Lanarkshire scooped a whacking 1,167,795 pence while playing the national game at Club 3000 in Coatbridge. A number of our celebrities started their careers in bingo calling, including Simon from Boy Band Blue, EastEnders Shane Ritchie, Russell Crowe and Keon Egan from The Westlife. Catherine Zeta-Jones can also thank bingo for her career, after it had one enough to afford to send her to theatre school. And the late Majesty the Queen Elizabeth II is said to have enjoyed the game too. She apparently chose to call palace though when she won rather than house. I wonder if that's actually true. And if you don't fancy bingo, then there are slot machines of course. Offering fun, entertainment and prizes too. The very first slot machines appeared in America in the 1800s and soon became popular in bars and saloons. Playing for money though was banned during prohibition but then the reels were replaced showing pictures of fruit and chewing gum as prizes. Hence the name change from one-armed bandits to fruit machines. it was always the old favourites of doing the football pools each week. With Vernons and Littlewoods leading the pack, pool scoopers were diligently and hopefully completed each week by millions of punters who put them in the post. At the heyday, over four million envelopes out of the then six million were carried by the post office. Footballs though, as it was then, fell into rapid decline after 1994 when the National Lottery was introduced. So then, folks, there's a few things to think about, but if you like a flutter or not, they are without doubt firm national favourites. As with all gambling pastimes, though, you have to enjoy them in moderation and not let them become a problem habit. So bye for now. I'll be back next week. So till then, keep well
0: and keep safe. ta ra bit ta Ta-ra. Up now, we have to hear what the weather has in store for us. Brought to us, as always, by Mina.
6: weather for this week ahead is forecast to be rather unsettled with some sunny spells but plenty of showers, some of which may be thundery. Temperatures are also forecast to remain cool with highs of around 18 degrees. With continued cloud and showers expected, UV levels are expected to remain at medium. The sunrise and sunset times at 5.30am for the sunrise and 9pm for the sunset. Friday 21st of July is set to start off dry, but long spells of rain are expected as we head into the afternoon. With a gentle breeze forecast for most of the day, we should see some sunny spells breaking through, allowing temperatures to reach around 18 degrees but the rain looks like it's set to stay with us for another weekend, with both Saturday and Sunday offering further possible downpours. There's a chance of the sun making a brief appearance here and there, but Sunday also brings a strong risk of some thundery showers too, so do take care. With a gentle breeze, temperatures over the weekend will continue to hover around 18 degrees. On to next week and the unsettled weather will continue to dominate with plenty of sharp showers. It is forecast for rain to remain in the region on Monday 31st of July and Tuesday 1st of August. With a gentle breeze, we will see temperatures at the highest of around 18 degrees. The showers are forecast to be light but persistent so it looks like our brollies will be out in force for the start of the week. But could August be bringing some summer back? Well, the forecast for the rest of the week is looking hopeful. The showers should ease as we move into Tuesday afternoon with Wednesday 2nd of August and Thursday 3rd of August forecast to be dry. A gentle breeze from the southwest means temperatures will still be a touch on the cool side at 19 degrees but it finally looks like it may well be relatively dry and sunny. So that's your forecast for the week. And as always, enjoy the weather.
0: Up now, a special edition of this week's sports feature.
3: TNF Soundings. Features from across the UK.
11: This is Alastair Hutton with an article written by Heather. Tickets are now available for the world's largest sporting event where blind and partially sighted athletes from 70 countries will compete in 10 sports. The 2023 International Blind Sport Federation World Games, sponsored by RNIB, are taking place in and around the Birmingham area in August. The main games are being held between August the 18th and the 27th, although the football tournaments start on August the 14th due to the high number of entries. Around 1,250 blind and partially sighted athletes will be competing this year, showcasing the highest standards reached by elite athletes who are blind and partially sighted. In three categories, the Birmingham contests will act as qualification tournaments for the 2024 Paralympics. This means that success in judo, men's and women's goalball, or men's blind football can pave the way for athletes to represent their country at the Paris Paralympics. The other competitions this year include men's partially sighted football, women's blind football, archery, chess, cricket, powerlifting, ten-pin bowling, tennis, and showdown. Football, goalball, and judo will be ticketed events. All other f- sports are open to attend free of charge without needing to book. Detailed schedules and team draws for each sport will be released closer to the start of the tournament and announced on www.ibsagames2023.co.uk. And the 2023 is in figures. Buying a ticket for football, goalball, or judo will give you all-day access to one sport, so spectators will have the chance to watch multiple matches across their chosen sport each day, whether it's men's and women's goalball, men's and women's blind football, men's partially sighted football, or judo. Football matches will take place at the University of Birmingham's Bournebrook Pitches. The U- Judo will be at the University of Birmingham's Sport and Fitness Indoor Arena and Goalball will be held at Coventry's Coventry Building Society Arena. Prices for ticketed events range from £5 for concessions through to £25 for adults. Official support workers or guides will be able to accompany a paid ticket holder for free. Tickets can be purchased now via games 2023couk forward slash tickets. I'll repeat that. That's games 2023couk forward slash tickets. And for more information about the full sporting schedule and venues, you can visit www.ibsagames2023.co.uk. Have you done any good at the quiz this week? Well, now's the time to
0: find out, as we have the quiz answers.
6: Hello and here are your answers for this week's flashback quiz. Feeling confident? How will you score? Let's see. Question 1. What was bingo originally known as in 1920s Britain? And the answer? Housie Housie. Question 2. What percentage of men in the UK are said to play bingo regularly? And the answer here is 5% question three where in scotland was club 3000 the location for the biggest ever bingo hall win and the answer is coatbridge in langarkshire question four what job did the likes of shane richie do before he became a celebrity and the answer is a bingo caller question five When did slot machines first appear in America? And the answer? The 1800s. And finally, question six. What brought on the rapid decline of the football pools? And the answer here is the National Lottery in 1994. Did you get them all right? If not, not to worry, as I will be back next week to test you all once again.
0: Bye for now. Are you ready to get moving? Well, let's hope so, because up now we have the 10 Today workout.
10: Hello, everyone. This is 10 Today, a 10 minute set of exercises to do at home to help keep yourself active. Before we get to today's presenter, a couple of housekeeping points to note. The 10 Today project is funded by the Big Lottery and Sport England. And when you're not doing the exercises, it's important that you don't push yourself too far. And by taking part, you agree to 10 Today's terms and conditions. You can read these terms and conditions at tnflink.uk forward slash 10T. And the 10T is the digit one, the digit zero and the letter T. And please remember that you agree to take part at your own risk. Today's exercises are brought to you by Stiff, and here she is.
12: Hello everyone, and welcome to 10 Today. These are short, 10-minute physical activity routines, which will get you moving and stretching. They're great for your health, including boosting your mood and very importantly, they are designed to support your everyday movements, your functional fitness, your flexibility, balance and mobility, such as when you have to reach up, turn, bend down and so on. These simple routines will help you with that. Just take them at your own pace, there are plenty of options. If an exercise feels too much, then just take it easy and have a break. All the exercises can be done either standing up or sitting down. So just do whatever feels good for you today. When lifting your arms or knees, only go as far as is comfortable. If you have any problems with your knees or hips, take care not to twist them during the movements. It can also help to pull on your tummy when you're bending your back and just breathe normally throughout these activities. We want you all to do these activities safely. You're responsible for monitoring how you're feeling throughout the sessions. If you feel any discomfort or pain, for example, if you feel unwell or dizzy, or experience palpitations, then please stop and seek medical advice. Please remember you agree to take part at your own risk. If you're remaining seated, it would be ideal if you can use a hard chair, preferably one without arms, such as a dining chair that you can sit upright in, with a straight back and your feet flat on the floor. If you're standing, just step your feet hip width apart, relax your shoulders and take a good strong stance. And you might want to have a sturdy chair nearby to hold on to sometimes for balance. We hope you enjoyed 10 today. So we're just going to start with a warm up. You're just going to quickly tap or pat different parts of your body. So briefly tap along each arm, one at a time, in different places, your upper arm, your forearm, and your wrist. Do the same on both arms. Then pat the top of both legs, just quickly tapping up and down your legs in various places towards your knees for a few seconds. You should be nicely warmed up now and ready to move. We're going to start with turn to the sun. Start by turning your upper body to the right, keeping your feet facing forwards. Raise both arms above your head with your palms facing upwards as if you're pushing towards the sun. It's a nice fluid movement so now lower your arms back down by your sides and your palms facing down and push your hands towards the floor. Then turn your upper body to the left, raise both arms above your head again with your palms up and lower them back down, pushing your palms downwards. Just repeat this a few times on each side, so turning from left to right and pushing those arms up high and then pushing them back down again. Keep going. Try to keep your arms straight and vertical if you can. This is great for your wrists, shoulders, and your hip rotation. The next one is called Mountain Lion. Raise both arms up in the air above your head, then swing them both down to the left-hand side as far as is comfortable. Take them back up over your head and swing them both down to the right-hand side this time. So it's a nice flowing movement Starting from the center with your arms above your head and sweeping them both down to the left, back up to the center, and then down to the right in a continuous movement. Keep going a bit longer, sweeping those arms in a semicircle shape from left to right. Try to get your arms a bit higher if you can. This is really good for your arms, shoulders, and your core. Next up, it's Taylor's Way. If you're standing, you might want to hold on to a sturdy chair for balance. Just raise your right leg from the floor and cross it over the knee of the left leg, mimicking the action of crossing your legs while standing up. Then just switch legs, this time standing on your left leg and crossing your right one over it. Keep going for a few more times, alternating legs each time. If you're sitting, you can just cross your legs as you might normally do when you're in a chair swapping from one to the other. If you can't quite cross your legs just move each one towards the other. So a couple more times now crossing one leg over the other and alternating each time. This is really good for your core and your back. Well done. This one is called figure of eight. So in the usual starting position with your feet hip width apart and your shoulders relaxed Hold both arms out in front of you at about chest height, keeping them relaxed with your elbows bent. Then, move your arms together, side by side, to slowly make a big figure of eight shape in the air with your hands, as if the eight's lying on its side in front of you. Just keep going, making that figure of eight shape in a continuous flowing movement, keeping it nice and slow. Try making a wider figure of eight if you can. That's great. This is so good for your arms and shoulders and your hip movement. Next up, it's balance the load. Start by stretching out both arms to each side at about shoulder height. Then tilt your left arm down so your right arm goes up at the same time. A bit like an old scale balance or an airplane. Lift up onto the toes of your right foot as you tilt. Then tilt the other way so it's the right arm down this time, left arm up and onto the toes of your left foot. Keep going with this movement for a few more times, alternating from left to right. Try and get those arms a bit higher and a bit lower if you can. This is great for your balance and coordination. Well done! This next one is called shooting the bow. This one follows the action of shooting a bow and arrow. You're going to shoot to the left and right by just twisting your upper body. Start by holding your arms in front of your chest with your hands crossed at the wrists and palms facing towards you. Twist on your hips to the left, then pull your right elbow out to the right and hold your left arm to the left as if you're taking aim. Hold that position briefly, then switch to the other side. So twisting on your hips to the right this time, pulling your bent left elbow out to the left and stretching your right arm out to the right. Just do a few of these on each side, alternating each time. Try keeping your arms at shoulder level if you can. This is good for hip rotation and your arms and shoulders. Now it's time for curl the ankle. If you're standing, it's helpful to hold on to a chair for balance for this one. Just lift your left foot a few inches from the floor Point that leg straight out in front of you and rotate your ankle outwards so that your foot makes small circles in the air. Make that circular ankle movement a few times and then place your foot back down and swap to the right leg. Lift that foot from the floor, point your leg out and curl your ankle outwards to make those circular movements with your foot. Repeat this a few more times with each leg, alternating each time. Try lifting your leg a little bit higher if you can. Good work. This is a great one for your legs, ankles, and your core. The next exercise is called loose the bolas. So in the start position, with your feet hip width apart and shoulders relaxed, start by stretching out both arms to each side at about shoulder height, with your palms facing downwards. Now, slowly roll your shoulders backwards to rotate your arms. Turn your upper body to the left still rolling your shoulders and rotating your arms. Do three rotations on that side and then twist to the right and do the same again for another count of three. Turn back to the left side for a few more, moving your shoulders backwards and then finish by turning to the right and do a few more rotations on your right side. Try to keep your arms at shoulder level and make wider circles if you can. This is so good for your shoulders, arms and chest and hip rotation too. This next one is Calm the Waves. Twist your upper body to the right, bending your knees slightly if you're standing and sweep both arms upwards so your hands are about head height or as high as comfortable. Now sweep both arms back down to your sides in one flowing movement. Then twist your upper body to the left this time and sweep both arms upwards and back down to your sides again in that same continuous motion. Turn again to the right, sweeping both arms up and back down, then twist to the left, raising those arms up and then back down. Keep going with this, doing a few more on each side, keeping that flowing movement. Try to get your arms a little bit higher and a little bit lower if you can. This is another good one for hip rotation, shoulders and your core. And the last one is casting the net. Imagine the action of casting a fishing net from a gently swaying boat for this one. So just lean forwards, bending your knees if you're standing. Lower both arms towards the outside of your left leg, then swing your arms slowly upward. Straighten up and throw your hands up in the air as if you're casting a net into the water. Lean forwards again and lower both arms towards the outside of your right leg this time. Swing your arms up again and then throw your hands up to cast that net. Aim for a continuous flowing movement if you can as you cast out first from one side and then from the other. Keep going with this for a few more times on each side. Trying to swing your arms a bit higher and a bit lower if you can. It's another great one for your arms and shoulders and your core. So that's all the exercises done. We're just going to finish with a quick shake to cool down. So raise both arms up above your head towards the ceiling and just briefly wave your hands and arms in the air. Then lift one leg slightly from the floor if you can. Shake it out in the air for a second or two. Raise the other leg and shake that one out too or you can just shake your upper body instead. So that's the end of the session. Great work, everyone. We hope you enjoyed it. Doing 10 today just three times a week can have positive benefits for your physical health and improving your well-being too. It's short, it's fun, and you'll simply feel better. So do keep going.
13: email bctn at beaconvision.org or write to us at the Black Country Talking News, Beacon, Wolverhampton Road East, Wolverhampton, WV4 6AZ. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening. And thank you to all our supporters, donators and volunteers who, without their support, will be unable to run this free service. Please note the information and views expressed in this recording does not necessarily represent the views of Beacon or Talking News and were accurate at the time of recording. Mentions of goods and services does not imply endorsement. And whilst every care is taken to supply accurate information, Beacon and Talking News do not undertake liability for any errors. So it's goodbye from all of us. Stay safe. Have a good week and we look forward to bringing you next week's edition of the Black Country Talking News. ta